Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 55, Monday, September 16th, 2019, and I have a very special early week Champions League group stage breakdown for you all. The group stage starts this week with half the games tomorrow and the other half on Wednesday, and who better to bring on than the boys over at the Top Class Finish podcast? At the end of last week, I sat down with Oliver and Andy, two of the four members of Top Class Finish, to preview each of the groups and offer some predictions for how things are going to unfold this year. And for those who are not familiar, the Top Class Finish podcast is a soccer pod run by Oliver, Quincy, Andy, and Nate. Those are four awesome dudes. They all love the game, and they always deliver some hot takes, so be sure to check them out. And They've been kind enough to bring me on their pod a couple of times, and Oliver and Quincy came on here at the end of May to preview the Champions League final, and both of them correctly predicted a two-goal victory for Liverpool over Tottenham, and Quincy had an insane call on Liverpool defender uh, Virgil van Dijk as man of the match at super long odds. So, unfortunately, Quincy and Nate couldn't join us for this interview, but we'll be sure to get both of them on the pod again here soon, but... I was lucky enough to sit down with Oliver and Andy, so without further ado, here is my interview with them breaking down the 2019-2020 Champions League group stage. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Doggy Juice Pod, I have a very special couple of guests here from the Top Class Finish podcast. Um, You should be familiar with one of them because Oliver already came on to preview the Champions League final along with Quincy. But we have a new guest here, part of the Top Class Finish team. His name is Andy, lives on the East Coast. What's going on, guys? Hey, Mike, what's going on? This is Andy uh, for voice recognition purposes. Um, (laughs) Thanks for having us. How are you doing, Oliver? I'm doing great, man. It's a little rainy here in the mitten, but... It's good to be back with the doggy juice, as always. Yeah. So tell tell me about uh, I guess like Andy, like where where uh, where are you from? What's your your background with soccer and uh, and how, how do you know the top class finish guys? Yeah. So I'm in Boston. Um, basically, been a, a lifer here in Massachusetts slash New England. Um, been playing. Well, I was like every kid who grew up playing soccer, and then took a break, returned to the game in high school. Been playing since. Um, following it like super close since then. And, um, yeah, involvement with top class finish has been awesome. Um, Quincy, who has been on the show, like you said, um, is really the glue that, that keeps everybody together, or at least brought us all together. So him and I met in New Hampshire and of course he's good buddies with Oliver from college. And, uh, he randomly met up with Nate, who is our fourth. And, um, we just, didn't necessarily enjoy some of the other podcasts and other kind of like media coverage of the game and said, screw it, let's take a shot. Let's see how we can do. And, um, I think we've done all right since, I don't know. Hopefully you agree, Oliver. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're still climbing, but Hey, we're not bad. We're not bad. Dude. I love it. I'm the biggest fan of that part. You guys have been gracious enough to let me come on there twice now. And both times I, I just love the way you guys do it. Cause like you guys started out by like just talking about the beers you're drinking. It's like, kind of like sets like really chill like conversational tone and like i, I had fun man we i think we did like an hour last time and it felt like it was five or ten minutes so it's really fun yeah. to talk about soccer with you you're, guys drink a few beers you know you're part of you're part of the pod family oh man and plus, uh, and plus <laughs> you're part of you're part of my family because you're my homie dude I, yeah. I, I, i'll never forget sitting back smoking cigars and drinking whiskey in the black hole <laughs> dude yes we're cut from the same cloth my friend <laughs> 
So you guys, for people who aren't aware, we have some new listeners here on the Doggy Juice Pod, but Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast, you definitely got to give them a follow on Twitter. Uh, these guys have tons of great information. They they bring out new pods all the time now, and obviously soccer is, you know, we're hitting that sweet spot in the season now, which is obviously why we're doing this podcast here now. The Champions League is about to start. We've got, you know, the international breaks ending with teams, uh, domestic teams are getting back into play, and it's really hitting that, hitting the stride now. We're going to see a lot of soccer the next eight months, um, you know, country by country here. So purpose of this podcast is to break down the champions league, uh, groups, and then we'll offer, you know, like some of our teams we think uh, are going to win the group and who we think are going to be standing there at the end and maybe some, some value plays for you guys to attack in the betting market. So, um, let's, uh, let's break it. So the first thing is to win the champions league man city. Who's, who's my team. Um, and I'm not a fake city fan. We've been over this. I've been, like, there's video, video man photo proof that I've. That it's legitimate. I've yeah, it's legit. It's legit. We've I, we've seen the papers, as we say. We've seen yeah. the papers. <laughs> they're, they're a three to one, roughly, to win the Champions League. Pep Guardiola finally get over the hump. And Barcelona's not far behind them at five to one. Liverpool, the defending champions, they're six to one odds, and then you know, all the big names. We got Real Madrid eight to one. PSG's nine to one, and Bayern and Juve are ten to one each so who do you guys think ends up hoisting it at the end you guys you guys think it's going to be one of those teams probably who do, who do you got oliver well if you look, can check out the last episode of top class finish i was pretty high on psg for golden gloves and golden boot and i'm pretty high with on psg turning the table and making a deep run and lifting the trophy this year with the nine to one odds what about you andy yeah, that's a that's a good shout, Oliver. I'm like trying to not be high on PSG, but at the same time, I think bringing in a keeper like Kalo Navas was a huge move for them. Um, uh, Mike, he from Real Madrid. I don't know if you've heard the name, but he was the keeper who went to it was three straight champ, no, four straight Champions Leagues or three straight Champions Leagues. My apologies, and then was basically put on the shelf when Real Madrid brought in uh, Courtois last year. Um, so he's got a ton of experience, finally, like kind of a legitimate keeper to hopefully carry them through the tournament. Um, I do like them, but honestly, if, if Bayern Munich is getting 10 to one odds to win it all, I, I might take a long shot, quote unquote, long shot on them. Not not entirely a long shot. They're domestic powerhouse, of course, in Germany, but I think 10 to one seems like pretty good value to put some money on them. They're just used to being there too. I think there's, there's like this whole, I guess in like the handicapping community, it's the teams tend to kind of play to their baseline. So like, if you see, you know, like a big name, like, like an Ohio state, I guess as an example, or maybe like a, like a Florida, um, they're down one year. They still tend to, to regress, I guess, to their, their institutional baseline. So they're obviously Bayern Munich. They're always in the conversation. It seems like every year, you know, how many do they win? I mean, they won, they won a bunch of champions leagues, you know, just recently. So just, you could pretty much count on them at least being there, you know, later on in the group stages. So getting them at like 10 to one, when everyone's trying to bet on the other teams, I agree with that just mm-hmm. based off of that. But, um, and a, another team I would just throw out that probably is probably closer between that 12 to 15 to one odds would be Atletico Madrid. Oh yeah, that's right, and then they're also familiar with the stage too. Yep. So, so if mm-hmm. you're looking for a dark horse, that could be one you guys can let it go. Ride with. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Um, and and yeah, I, th- I think like thinking about the the others that you mentioned for favorites, um, 
I'm probably avoiding an English team this year. I I don't know why. I just feel weird about having uh, another English team make the final, uh, let alone win it. Um, you saw across both European competitions last year, the Champions League and the Europa Leagues, it was an all-English final. I just don't know if the teams can repeat and, and perform that well, um, especially like Liverpool. I just don't know if they have a third year in a row going that far and, you know, winning it two times in a row. So I think I'm avoiding English teams Mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, the higher odds. um, I'd probably take Barcelona out of anybody who you mentioned in that first list. That's kind of among the more favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's, I I hear what you're saying there for sure. Like city, there's no value taking them at three to one to win it, even though they're like super, they're heavily favored to win their group. You know, once you get into that Mm -hmm. spot, you're just better off betting them to, make it through their matchup each time and rolling it over versus a three to one payout. So it's like a, like a money line rolled over there. Uh, you'll get way more money doing that. But, um, no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be surprising if, if one of those teams doesn't end up winning it, but do you guys, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but there are any like super long shots that you guys think you have a chance? Like I'll throw some names out there. Like IX comes to mind. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Galatasaray, Olympiacos, Shakhtar, um, not Napoli. I guess Napoli is, could be one as well if you consider them a long shot. Or at Lyon, any of those teams ring a bell or, or or strike like they have a chance? Or do you guys think it's just going to for sure be one of those main ones? I don't know if you've got odds on them or if you would consider them a long shot. But Inter Milan, I think, would be a team that f- kind of falls similar to the discussion of like Atletico, is where if, if they're listed, I would assume they're probably up there, twelve, fifteen, maybe even a little bit more to one. But um, don't discount uh, Antonio Conte coming back into that side as their manager. I think they've got like a real shot to play well in Italy this year and then also in, in Europe. I think he's going to have them fired up. Uh, I mean, they've already been playing well. Their, their first couple of games have gone well in Italy. Um, I think they're going to be fired up this year throughout, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. Um, they are unfortunately in what a lot of folks are considering the group of death, which is group F. So... Um, it could be like a, a go yeah. big or go home, maybe, which I know you like to avoid on this podcast, Mike. But <laughs> yeah. um, I think if, if they can survive their group, I wouldn't be surprised if Conte, uh, you know, fires them up and, and, and brings them far in the tournament. Yeah, because I'm looking at it, and we're, we're going to get there eventually, but like Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan. Yeah, obviously, you're talking about Inter Milan there, and that's a, that's a tough group there. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other groups of death? I mean, you said Group F, they were talking about being in a. I don't see any other. Obviously, Group A, which we're going to touch on first, has the two, the two big names. But is, have you guys heard of any other groups being talked about as being a tougher out? Uh, I would say there's a possibility. Like with honestly, Group H and Group G. Group G is really balanced, and Group H. I, if any team won that group, I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are definitely mm-hmm. like the. There's no huge favorite in all those ones, and no no huge dog in those. So yeah, but not necessarily like the taunting like group of death where you have like three powerhouses and then a very very solid B team. Yeah. But with balance and probably just a little bit more entertaining because as Andy mentioned on our pod that Group H has a slew of American players playing in it. But those would probably be my top two besides the one that we mentioned before. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and it's tough to say. Like, is is the fact that it's balanced? It doesn't make it a group of death. Like anybody could win it. I I think that's yeah. Those are kind of discernible. That's certainly a good point. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I think the the key word there though that Oliver said is balance. Like I, I think all around these groups like shook out pretty nicely. Um, mm-hmm. You don't, I think you know, like we said, F is really the only one that has, um, you know, kind of three like what you would say like bigger bigger clubs. Um, you know, I, I think you're getting a little close to with like Juventus, Atletico, and um, Bayern Leverkusen in, in Group D, but. Um, you know, e- even then it's like, it's relatively balanced across the board. It's good to see, although maybe not from a betting standpoint. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's where it gets tough. But I mean, as a city fan, I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about it because for years I was used to them being in the group of death. They didn't even play in their first champions league until I think it was 2011. I want to say that was the first year. And then like, it was group of death after group of death after group of death. And now group C, you see man city, they're minus 900 to to win the group so and that's by far the biggest there there's really no one else in there but but let's get to those groups um starting out with group a we have two powerhouses at the top we got real madrid who's slightly favored to win the group and we have psg who you guys are talking about before is a potential value play at nine to one to win the whole thing and then we have galatasaray and club bruges from belgium galatasaray is 25 to one to win the group and bruges 50 to one so obviously Everyone's pretty much expecting, I mean, by everyone, I mean literally everyone's expecting Real Madrid and PSG to come out of this group. Do you guys think, do you guys have a certain lean on, on which team uh, wins the group, or do you think either of those other two teams have has a chance? Uh, I guess, Oliver, you want to start it out? I think it's going to be a two-headed race. I, I want to necessarily, like, everybody has a chance, but just for an entertainment purpose, I'd love to see Galatasaray somehow jump either one of these teams. I know I just was mentioning PSG, but like, can you imagine if Madrid is playing in Europa League? Yeah. That would be... <laughs> Oliver, I hate to say it, but yes, I can, because <laughs> we follow a club that's somewhat related to Real Madrid, and we play in the Europa League, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just so everyone knows, what it, you guys want to tell the dog, you just pop listeners, your club allegiances? Uh, we Manchester both, United. We are both Manchester United. Manchester United. Yes. Yep. yes. Thursday nights in Kazakhstan is in our future. <laughs> we'll be we'll be back. We don't know when to tell you when we'll be back, but we will be back at some point. You guys had your glory days, man. That's all it was for me. Starting out as a soccer fan was just trying to catch United. So you had your time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Andy, what do you think about Group A? You think like Real Madrid or PSG? I mean, obviously. They're both similarly situated on the, the futures odds, but uh, yeah, do, who, who do you like to win that group? I'm definitely taking PSG out of this group. Um, yeah, I think the tough part is they've got a couple injuries right now, so I think um, Mbappe, who is just like their young stud, their young star, mm-hmm. um, I think he's out until uh, like end of September, so he might miss, I think he's definitely missing, I should say, the first group game. Um but I, I want to say that's not against Madrid, I, th- I think, which is good no, news for I think, them. I think the first one is against oh, Madrid. It is. Oh, it wow. is against Madrid. Yep, my bad. Um, so that could be problematic, but I don't think like even a bad result there changes the fact that they bounce back. And, um, and you know, not easily, but at least they do win the group. Um, so, yeah, especially considering their better value there than Madrid is, I, I like that play. Yeah. No, it looks – I mean, they're Madrid, yeah, minus one – 20 and PSG's even money to win the group so they're not they're not the favorite so if you think they're going to win that's there's value right there there you go group mm-hmm. a we already got a value play from the top class finish guys okay yeah. um so so group b we got the aforementioned Bayern munich 
there minus 215 to win the group. So obviously, you know, $215 wins you 100. So they're pretty strongly favored. Basically, market's saying that they're going to win the group more than two-thirds of the time. Uh, Tottenham, the the defending runner-up of the Champions League, they're 2-1 to one to win the group. And then we have the the fillers, so to speak. Olympiacos, who people shouldn't sleep on, and, and Red Star Belgrade, who people should sleep on. Uh, <laughs> 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 what do you... Uh, <laughs> You guys, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Uh, do you guys think Bayern for sure takes this group, like the market's kind of saying, or you think Spurs has a chance? I think this is Bayern's group to take, and I think Bayern would be pretty upset if they don't take this group. No offense mm-hmm. to our buddy Nate, but and at the same time, you mentioned it just about ten seconds ago. If there's a, I'm sure there's some good odds for Olympiacos just to advance, mm-hmm. and that would be some, that would be something I'd be looking at. Interesting. Do you think just because, like, mm-hmm. to, to kind of go along with Andy was saying, kind of fading the, the English teams? Kind of like that angle, too? I, I, think, I just think Tottenham's got – they have some problems they need to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think those are – Champions League's not the place you're trying to figure out problems. They've also, they've also hit the injury bug hard, too. So um, I can't remember exactly how long Ndombele is going to be out, but he's hurt. And then uh, Lo, Celso yeah, Lo Celso just picked up yeah, an injury. Lo out for about Six to eight weeks, and so that's probably three group games right there, if not maybe four. So, you know, they were already struggling for depth, and that does not hurt them. Um, I agree with Oliver. I think I think Bayern is upset if they lose a game in the group stage. Um, and, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs do finish second, but I think that Olympiacos plays is, is a pretty good one. Um, also, tra- tra- traveling to Red Star is never easy as well. So that is a tough away fixture for each of those other three teams. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know if they offer much in terms of skill on the pitch. Yeah, right. Obviously, those angles could be crazy because the travel's nuts in in soccer. It's like completely foreign to stuff we deal with. Like obviously in America, like obviously America's a lot bigger, but like you don't see some of the travel stuff like midweek and then having to you know come back. Especially like Europa League teams having to travel like Kazakhstan and then come back two days later or three days later and play a Premier League game. That's it's just way more of a handicapping angle that we don't have to deal with here, at least in mm-hmm. American football. But I, I pulled it up. Olympiacos to a, to qualify from Group B is plus three twenty five, so just over three to one. Um, that's according to Bet Online. I probably have to shop around for better numbers, but that's it. Might be worth a look, according to you guys here. If Spurs, I think you're onto something there too, especially with you know my my limited understanding of the soccer happenings in England. But uh, Pochettino, obviously, there's like a lot of um, there's a lot of distractions a lot being said over there with spurs just recently with their their recent form so things could be getting maybe a little nasty there i know like some guys like erickson they're they've kind of voiced that they want to get out of there and it seems like it could be a situation a tumultuous situation to say the least there so could take advantage of that with an olympiacos play or a little little slice of that plus 325 mm-hmm. so so group c man city we touched you know, i touched on it earlier they're the biggest favorite on the board to advance from their group they're the favorites to win the champions league i know pep guardiola is prioritizing it this year even though he won't say it he wants to win that third straight premier league title but if you've got him in a quiet room without you know like uh where nothing's leaked he would tell people that he prefers to win the champions league no like no doubt and i uh you know they're minus 900 to win the group behind them is atalanta from italy they're plus 850 then he got shakhtar Donetsk from uh, Ukraine, right? I screwed that one up. I think so. Uh, yes. And then yes. Dynamo 
Yeah, and, uh, then, and then Dynamo is the grab is sixty six to one to win the group. So it's you know it's pretty much cities to lose. They're saying, but it's it looks like it's a bit of a toss up here between Atalanta and Shakhtar. But do you guys uh, do you guys have any lean on who would be that second team to qualify out of the group with City? It'll be uh, interesting to see. So Atalanta is this kind of like fairy tale team from Italy. Um, this is their first ever appearance. I think this might be their first ever appearance in a European tournament. Like straight up um but it's definitely their first champions league appearance um i'm i'm fairly certain that they can't even like play champions league home matches at their home stadium there's like something going on with it so they're actually playing at uh the san siro which is where inter milan and ac milan play um and so like i don't know how much of a factor that plays probably not much um so certainly not taking them to win the, the group uh, <laughs> Get the city's the, he- city's the heavy favor for a reason but um i think i think them or donetsk i'm, I'm probably going with atalanta I, I do like their story um they've got a great coach they didn't get i think some some syria fans thought they were going to get fleeced basically in terms of some of their talented players from last year but they ha- they kept a lot of uh, a lot of players from last year which was good um mm-hmm. they've had a couple shaky results in italy to start the season i know they've given up a lot of goals but i don't know I, I, something tells me that the like the atmosphere of the european games might bring something out of them especially playing in italy interesting i didn't know about that angle with uh that being like their first champions league appearance and stuff and are, are fans allowed at the state at the san siro when they're playing their home games or is that like a closed stadium type of deal? Oh no, it's it's open. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's open. Yep. I think it's probably more or less they didn't have the capacity or the field. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of why they're not playing at home. Because mm-hmm. they, they probably like lose some edge there, but like if it's their first one, you got to think like every person from that town and every fan of Atalanta is going to like want to show up or at least be plugged into that game just because it's such a big deal. You know, that first game at least when they're playing at mm-hmm. home. So. Um, yeah. but yeah, that might be a reason why they're favored to advance from the group along with city. So that's, that's a good angle there. Um, so group D, we got another Italian team, Juve, they are minus one sixty to win the group and behind them, right, right behind them, actually just, I'm seeing plus one sixty five basically, uh, Atletico Madrid, who, uh, who Oliver talked about before as potential dark horse candidate here. Uh, they're with Bayer Leverkusen, and then one of my favorite team names from Russia, Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lokomotiv is fifty to one. Bayer Leverkusen, who who does have Champions League plenty of experience, uh, they're ten to one to win the group. Uh, do you guys, like Andy? Do you see any way that that? Uh, I mean, do you, do you think there's any way that Bayer Leverkusen or Lokomotiv Moscow can can get through at the expense of Atletico or Juve? I think ultimately I have to say no. Um, this feels like one of those Champions League groups where you look at it and it's like, oh, Leverkusen, like, yeah, maybe. Or, oh, you know, Moscow, like, teams have to travel to Russia. It's never easy. Um, but then in the end, it is just the two favorites that that carry it out. Um, I think if you, if you look back at the last kind of few years, this does just kind of feel like that group where – some might say there's like a toss up, but I, I think it's going to be relative chalk here. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if it's Juve one, Atletico two, but um, you know I, I could see Atletico pulling it out as well. I, I'm not sure I'd, I'd want to put anything on either of these teams to win. I think that's a risky play, um, but I could see both teams, both of those two teams, Juve and Atletico, um, you know, leaving the group and then winning, you know, first stage of the knockout and actually making some noise down the road. Is um. Is Juve like, I mean, because obviously like 
got Ronaldo and everything like that. And like also like another like bigger picture thing with like Champions League is I'm always because you mentioned before how um, Atalanta I think Andy like how uh, they are starting out like a shaky start to the season. And I wonder, like, mm-hmm. you know, if they're really just focusing in on the Champions League. I think that's the thing that interests me most about European soccer in general compared to, like, American sports is these separate competitions. You see, like, some co- like a lot of coaches use completely separate lineups for the Champions League or especially, I guess, like, the, the richer teams do. But you kind of see, like, a different, I don't know, like, I can't, like, word it, I guess, but, like, a different, like, vibe, a different, like, energy in the Champions League versus the Premier League. I don't know. Yeah. You see, like, a team have success in one and then not the other, you know, like I think like Spurs a few years, I think it was 20 or, or Chelsea. What was it? 2012. Like they didn't even, they would not have qualified the next year, but they won the champions league, you know, and, and in England that year, they finished like in seventh or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think for champions league, you don't see quite as much as teams using a separate squad. I think the star players and the stud players on those teams want to be out there for, for those matches. But mm-hmm. like for city's case, if they're, go, they're playing, Dinamo, I think you may see a few of the quote-unquote subs or backups. You see more of that in the Europa where, like, some teams would, like, United a few years ago pretty much, like, these are the guys who are going to play Europa and we're going to focus on EPL and whatever other competition we're in. So I I think Champions League, you get to see more of the stars in Europa. It's a little bit different. But back to Mm -hmm. saying with Atalanta or a team like that, those guys, like, it's a once it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for those guys right now. So I think you'll see a little bit more focus. And when it comes to rest, if you see a guy sit on the weekend before a Champions League match, it, it shouldn't be too surprising. Right. So it's almost mm-hmm. like it's like a team like Atalanta. Like I want to bet against them their game before their champion their first Champions League game, and maybe even their game after, just because of what you just said. Like that focus is going to be on the Champions League. That's their first time playing it all their emotions are going to be running high. And like, I mean, just think about it. Like if you're like in your everyday life, if you have like a job or something like that and you're, you know, you have like a big speech or something, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's like the, a bad example, but like when your focus is all on one thing, obviously it's going to come at the expense of, of other things going on in your life. And in that situation, you know, I don't think they're going to be prioritizing their matchup the week before their champions league, their first match. And then the week after, just because it's all new to them. So could be an angle there but um what group what group were we even on there i think, I think we just got done with d d d d yeah yeah mm-hmm. sure. so yeah group yeah. b we got another english team liverpool and the aforementioned napoli liverpool is the favorites to win the group they're minus 215 basically you know 66 ish little higher percent chance they're supposed to win napoli two to one this is another i feel like every group you have your big favorites obviously but salzburg's 14 to one and then genk is 66 to one. So seems like it's Liverpool or Napoli, but uh, Oliver, you got, got any leans on this one? Do you think it's going to be chalk as well? These, you know, Liverpool, Napoli. I feel feel like, I feel like this one is going to be chalk as well with Liverpool and Napoli. And yeah, I really can't see it between Genk or Salzburg to outpace Liverpool or Napoli to move on to the second round. Um, I don't know if it's a big bet play or not, but let's at least hope that Salzburg pulls out third because uh, shout out to another American in Champions League. Their coach is Jesse Marsh. Oh, nice. He's an American. 
So that's, yeah, let's uh, let's hope let's hope for third because as Oliver said, I think that's their best play. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. going, it's going for third place. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. Liverpool and Napoli both making it out of there. I, I literally know nothing about Genk, but just the sixty-six to one to uh, to win that group. That's all we really need to know about tipping. Yeah, but uh, who knows? I mean, we've been, there, been wrong there, before. Um, there, there could be an interesting if it was a better. I think if the odds were better, if if there was more room for value, I would I would maybe go with Napoli to win the group. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is because this has a little bit of like a revenge uh, year for it. Um, Liverpool might be a little more complacent given they're coming off. Uh, winning the, the Champions League, whereas Napoli uh, was in the same group as Liverpool last year and oh, did not make it out of the group stage um, at oh, their expense. Yeah. So, um, so Napoli might have a little more to play for in this group when Liverpool goes to Italy. Um, even though Napoli's stadium, I don't know if you guys saw the news, is in shambles. Like the locker rooms are like literally under construction before their first uh, home game in the league this weekend. But um, at any rate, when Liverpool travels to Italy, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little extra. You know, a little extra weight in some of the tackles, and a little more fire from the crowd. You know, oh, that's good to know. I, I didn't know that angle. That's so. That's the kind of stuff that can only get by bringing you guys on this podcast because I would never would have known that. And like, and and when you're looking at the, the odds, it's like Liverpool. You know, you're just looking at okay, they're going to advance, but they won it, like you said before, and they won it last year. And Napoli brings that that edge to that game, so I might look to play on them in some fashion when they're hosting Liverpool. Um, just based off what you just said there, but um, yeah, it seems like it's a two horse race, obviously with Napoli coming out, but it's a good angle. Um, mm-hmm. So group next one we got is group um, F. And this one has Barcelona. They're minus two seventy five to win it, and then we have uh, Borussia Dortmund three point five. This is the group of death. It's or, right. I think you guys. That's what you were calling it before. We have yeah, absolutely Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund three and a half to one. We got Inter. Six to one, and then Slavia Prague is sixty-six to one. So that's your throwout team. But it looks like three-team race here. And uh, Oliver, I mean, it's it looks like it's obviously Barcelona is going to get through. But if you had to choose between Inter and Borussia Dortmund, who where would you go with that? It's it's really tough because Dortmund is. I mean, so Inter is just as well equipped in Champions League as Dortmund, but Dortmund's just have a little had a little bit more success. So I would say Dortmund to get through if I wasn't putting looking at the odds. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at the odds and looking to make something out of it, I'd say Enter to get through is probably just a slightly better pick than than Dortmund value. Just because of the value. Yeah. yeah. And I know Andy, you were talking about Enter as a as a potential sleeper before. Mm-hmm. Um and it's at six to one there. That's kind of tempting right now just to come out of the group, but you know, it's not bad. I mean, it's, yeah, like you said, like obviously Borussia Dortmund, if they did this a hundred times, they're going to come out of the group more than Inter Milan, but, but at six to one odds versus you know, three and a half to one, the, the value side appears to be entered here. And with that being or, said, I still think Dortmund gets through this group. It'd be curious to see what their odds is to win the group. Um, no, it's three and a half to one. Three and a half oh, to one. Oh, yeah, 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 my bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to to qualify to get out of the group, it looks like um, I have to find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it looks like to get out of the group. Oh man, that's an interesting one. I think mean, so Barcelona is minus fourteen hundred, so they're you know, they're saying like ninety four percent chance or something like that. And uh, Borussia is minus one sixty, and Inter is minus one hundred five. So that's obviously like bookmaking right there. That's really uh, 
predatory bookmaking there with all those minuses there. But but uh, it does say that Inter, you know, if you're trying to bet on them to get out of the group, you know, it's, you're going to have to lay some money there mm. on them. So that's uh, could be worth a look. Not a lot of val- not a lot of value in no, this group. Yeah, it's it's going to sure. be an interesting watch. Yeah, probably no surprise. There's some there's some good games here, and of course that you know that revenge factor, if it matters, is is back with this group as well. Um, Barca and Inter both were in the same group last year. Inter oh, finished third behind Spurs and didn't go through. If I'm honestly, if I'm putting money on any team here, it's going to be Inter to win the group again. I, I just think Conte has has this team so fired up, at least to start the season, um, that they that they somehow pull results against Barca and. I don't know. I think I just like their squad more than Dortmund, even though, um, you know, Dortmund has made a couple like really good um, acquisitions from within the league this year. They they bought a couple good German players, and then um, you know they have one of the guys that everybody's talking about now, which is Sancho, um, leading their line in the front, who has just been on fire. So it's tough to bet against them. I, I too, Oliver, like wouldn't put money here, but um, you know, if if you were forcing my hand, I do just like Inter too much with Conte at the helm now. Yeah, I know you have me thinking about the to advance from the group at minus one hundred five. You know, it's basically even money to get out. It doesn't sound like the best odds, but yeah, if they're you know they got to get, getting in at the expense of Barcelona. Let's be real; it's probably not going to happen. But getting in mm-hmm. at the expense of of um, the other team, there's you know that could be that could happen. I would not be totally surprised me if Dortmund didn't get through. So um, that might be a good value spot. I think it, you guys have brought some good because like. Inter Milan at six to one. And then what was the other one? We had three and a half to one. I think it was to get out of the group. And you know, one of those hits, and we're profiting. You know what I mean? Yep. So mm-hmm. it could be a good look. So we got two more groups. We got Group G and Group H, and not the most exciting. Well, Group H looks good, but Group G is I'll call it the, the boring group because there's no really big name team in Group G. We got RB Leipzig, and, and correct me if I'm wrong too, because I'm. Uh, you know, Red Bull Leipzig. Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah. No, not yeah, out of Germany. They're the favorites. They're they're uh, but there's no team that's that you have to lay money to win this group. So it's showing that basically it's a it's a four team race here. It's a Leipzig. We have Lyon who's two to one. Benfica's three to one, and then uh, Zenit St. Petersburg's five to one. So this this seems like the biggest. I mean, the odds are showing us it's the biggest toss up group. Um, and I'm like, Andy, do you have a certain lean on, the, on which two teams are going to advance from this one? Yeah, this is tough. Um, I I can't speak on Leipzig too much, and so it's interesting that they are favored. Um, I'm probably avoiding Leon because they lost some talented players this summer. Um, and I, I think they do still have some young talent on that team, but um, they lost some some key guys for them over the summer which um i don't know just has me like a little bit lower on them um i i don't know like if this this is this is probably your group if you want to just throw something against the wall and see if it sticks like if if those are your odds and it is like pretty wide open and a toss-up i'd say like why not take like benfica and zenit and try to you know just try to go for broke even though again that's probably against your rules here i'm always looking for the dogs first you know and like and in a situation like this where the market's essentially almost saying that, that you know it's a toss-up uh between these four teams i mean obviously like zen it's a little bit more of a long shot but it's close and like if if you deem those teams to be like pretty damn close to equal then that's definitely the move is to take those longer shots 
So Roselli, if you want to take your shot, I'm telling you right now, Zenit's going to win this group. Zenit, shoot, five to one. And I, and I know I've had a little little spat with Russia and their soccer before on on our pod, but I really think just the travel to Russia and them having that home field advantage will make a difference, and they somehow win this group at five to one. All right, you heard it here. I mean, I'm gonna I'll probably take a look at that. And honestly, like just the Zenit to advance from the group too. I'm gonna try. Peek that one really quick. It looks like they are plus one fifty to qualify from the group, so you could get a plus. Just a, you don't have to win the group to get paid out there. You can still get paid out at a plus price if you're, uh, you know, if they finish top two. So, all right, Oliver, let's see. Let's see if you, you of course, you can <laughs> recreate the magic that you created in the Champions League podcast. See, so you get a lot of Adrian College magic <laughs> yeah. going on. All right, so our last group here, we got Group H. We have Chelsea minus one hundred five. This is actually another close group, though, because Ix is, is two and a half to one, roughly. And then we have Valencia at three to one. And then Lille from France is 11 to one. So no no real slouch team here. I think all four of these games, just by looking at or all four of these matchups, so to speak, are, are going to be uh, competitive, it appears. Um, but is there any reason why I should not expect Chelsea and Ix to come out of this group? Uh, Rosalia, I would say look at the odds to see what it is for Chelsea not to make it to the next to round out. or Europa. Interesting. <laughs> or Europa. Oh, so you're definitely selling on Chelsea. <laughs> I would not be surprised if Chelsea finishes last in this group. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> last yeah. is a bold statement. I, I would have I would have said third all the way. I, I mean, Lille is – I don't know, Oliver – how much do you know about Leo, my friend? <laughs> I, I'm not saying I know much. And I, I know, I know, but like things can go really bad. I mean, things can go bad for any team, but I, something about Chelsea, I I feel like this will be too much for them. Well, I mean, there at this point. It, it says on the marketplace. I'm looking right now to qualify. It's minus two seventy five. So I'm mean, obviously the other side's going to be a different number because like the books have to have their straddle. But like that's essentially saying like there's less than a seventy five percent chance that they that they do qualify and it's less than like 70% chance that they qualify or around that range. So at least according to that, it's saying that there's a chance that they're, you know, strong chance that, that, uh, that they don't get through, but it seems like it's, it's going to be Valencia or IX if they don't. And like IX last year was like the darling of the, the sports betting community in soccer. Like, and I, I wasn't really on them as, mm-hmm. you know, as, I, I didn't make much money off them at all last year, but like uh, it seems like that team, just last year, you always heard about IX from like just casual soccer guys here, like me here in America, just betting on them and cashing on like a seemingly like week to be week to week basis. But like, didn't they? Do they lose some? Do you guys know offhand if they like lost some guys from last year's team or how this year's IX team looks? They lost. They lost two of pro- like players that finished top ten in the UEFA uh, UEFA Player of the Year with Delit yeah. and De Jong. Deong went to Barca and Delit went so to Juventus. I, I can't help but wonder that if people are factoring you know, the marketplace is kind of factoring in last year's team into this year's price. So maybe like you know, not to necessarily say like we should fade IX, but but uh, but maybe at least not bet on them. I don't know. That's just my angle talking this out. But especially if they lost guys from last year, I, I would be more. I would be more leaning towards betting on them to make it to the next okay. round. I, I really don't trust any one of these, like to put any money on one of these teams to win the group. I really yeah. don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I if Ajax's odds to win the group were a little better, I would maybe say there's there's more value there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, two point five still seems like 
it still seems like they're they're held in pretty high esteem, which I don't know. You can't lose two of your top probably three, maybe four players from the previous season on a team like that and and still have like those good of odds. So if the value is a little better, I might take a run on them to win the group. Um I I think if you had if I had to give you an answer right now, I'd say Ajax still makes it out. I think they've still got a, enough mm-hmm. talent and um, I think they could still crank out results against these other teams to make it through. How much farther they'll go from there, I'm not sure. I, I don't think they repeat the Cinderella story of a semifinal run from last yeah. year. Um, and, and yeah, Oliver, I don't know if I could see Chelsea finishing fourth, honestly. I'm not buying what you're selling on that <laughs> one. But if you told me Chelsea finished behind Ajax and Valencia, I wouldn't be surprised because Chelsea's still figuring out a lot of things, just like some other English clubs. And they have a lot of young guys. And so... You know, do these young players travel to Spain and and have the moment be a little too big for them, or do they step up and you know win a match? I I don't know. So, um, I think that's this is another tough balanced group to call for sure. So, what what do you guys take? Kind of talk about Chelsea right now. Like, what's your takes on on Frank Lampard so far? Like how he's done as manager with them, and do you think like that is a spot to like look like to kind of go along with what Oliver's saying, fading Chelsea? Do you think like he might be? maybe a little in over his head his first year as a Champions League manager? I know Andy spoke on this and said, like, United and Chelsea are in similar situations. And I think United has a few more established players that have been there. And with Chelsea, they're bringing in – I mean, they didn't buy anybody, but they have a lot of young guys they are playing. With a manager who is brand new to EPL, granted, so is Ali's not brand new, but he's brand new at United. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been over a few months, but it's uh the first couple games, I think you could see. I'm trying to think, like butterflies for Lampard, like yeah. where halftime would come around and there's no major adjustments, there's no game changing adjustments, and you can look at the results and you can see it in the results. Yeah, I know because like at the beginning of this year, the only thing I was reading was how he wanted to bring an attacking brand of football there, and like obviously like. Their first match, I just remember against um, was at United. They looked pretty good in the first half of that game. Like they obviously they ended up losing, but like watching mm-hmm. that match, like they they should have went up a few times early in that first half. And I remember being like, okay, like this, you know, I, I could buy into this new Lampard regime, I guess. But at the same time, like I think it, it was inevitable with especially with the youth on the squad that there's going to be lumps early on in the season with that team. And I just wonder if it carries over to the Champions League too. Yeah, you just you just see the two ends of the spectrum with them, and it's it's too wide at, at the moment. I think their performances are ranging too much um, to be a reliable bet, I should say. If you're a fan of the club and you're backing Lampard, then I think they're doing just fine because Lampard needs time, and also they're investing in their youth, which is massively important. But yeah, to your point, Roselli, like they near dominated the first half against United and fell off the the face of the earth in the second half for no scoreline. Um, you know, two halves, right. You look at like, um, they played in the, the super cup cause they won Europa last year and Liverpool won champions league last year. So they play a a one-off, which is like a super, they call it the super cup. Um, they, they went to penalties with Liverpool. So they tied them through, you know, the 90 and through extra time, uh, to go to penalties and so you don't do that you know if you're not relatively informed but then they've had softer results on the tail end of that game um and oliver i think you're about to bring up their schedule which at least for their first <laughs> midweek champions league game coming up they don't have two friendly uh league games surrounding it so this could be a tough week no. for chelsea to say the least 
Yeah, they, they kick off this on Saturday. I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but they have Saturday with Wolves. They have Valencia at home, which is great that they're not traveling. And then the, that Sunday after their midweek uh, match against Valencia, they have Liverpool. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I know at Wolves is never easy in the Premier League, too. Right. So, uh, interesting. Well, all I know is I'm excited for City to play in the Super Cup next year. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but, uh, so you got. So I guess is, uh, that, is that when they finish third in their group and go win the Europa League? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are we going to get there? And we'll, we'll get there. But uh, somehow, some way. Yeah. So let's finish up with some predictions. Let's let's get your guys. Uh, that was great, by the way. Like I feel like some of these like value underdogs to win the groups is like some of the best stuff you guys have given out. I'm going to put a little sprinkle on some of those just so we could follow them. But. Um, if I could just quickly say too, it, just yeah. so like listeners maybe who um, you know are trying to get into like betting soccer wise and are like looking at the Champions League as a competition they want to get into, um, we're absolutely blessed with Match Day One as they call it. The games are on both Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, the seventeenth and the eighteenth. But we've got some excellent matchups in terms of like straight away. It's Napoli, Liverpool, Dortmund, Barcelona, PSG, oh, yeah. Real, PSG, Real Madrid, Atletico, and Juventus. Like those are four massive games uh, straight Ooh, away yeah. to get everybody real excited for this Champions League campaign. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> and those are like, I mean, those are going to totally set the tone for those those groups too. I mean, that's going to determine so much. You know, who yep. finishes, t- who wins those groups. So. A lot of those bets will be, you know, to win the group and whatnot. You know, those might be not settled, obviously, next week, but they'll go. It'll go a long way towards settling them. So, what, so what do you guys got for predictions? Then, so let's go. Let's close up with this. What What are you guys projected finalists? And I mean, where is the final this year? I don't even have it available. I, I forget. But um, who do you guys think it's, meets? It's a, the finals in Istanbul. Oh, I'm pretty Istanbul. positive. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. which. Uh, who do you guys think meets in Istanbul, and who do you think lifts the cup? Uh, that, Oliver, you want to take it first? Uh, I'm going with, <laughs> like I said, I got PSG winning it, and I think Ronaldo gets to the final, and Juve still struggles in the final, and PSG brings the Champions League title to France. All right. Andy, what do you got? Oh, this is such a difficult question. I mean, we have to put the caveat too. Like, we don't know how the draw plays out. So, some teams that we pick no, might right. end up on the same side of the bracket, of course. Exactly. But yeah, that's the problem. Um, I think I do like PSG too. But there was something about Bayern when I was thinking about them earlier. I, I think I do like Bayern to at least make the final. Um. And I think I'll I'll be maybe a little lazy and take Barcelona against okay. them. I mean, I think Barcelona amongst the heavy favorites is the one to to ride. And then I think Bayern, considering they're a little bit lower in odds, like I wouldn't sleep on them. Um, yeah. No, I mean that's and you guys are pointing out value with those two because and you guys have talked about it, like PSG and Bayern nine to one and ten to one, and you guys both have them going that far. I mean, you could do a lot of maneuvering with that <laughs> if you bet that and they make it that far. You can take the other team you know you can lock in a nice profit if they just get to the semi it seems you know at that number so uh, those seem to be the value mm-hmm. sides but i'm gonna go chalk here because i'm not betting it i'm not gonna bet it at these prices but my dream matchup of watching city play barcelona and you know the, all the crossover between those two teams and the management and pep guardiola and uh you know city basically modeling their entire youth system off of barcelona like i i that's my dream matchup it almost happened last year 
and I'm going to roll with it this year. It's the chalk. That's, I'm going to just go with the chalk prediction. City beats Barca 3-1 to one in the Champions League final. So that's what I got. But <laughs> Yeah. But I, I also wouldn't be surprised to see City there. I think if you're looking at the big names and like the um, you know the big favorites, if you were to ask four, I would expand to also include mm-hmm. City and PSG. Yeah. Um, so I, I like I wouldn't be surprised if like that's your your semifinal if the if the the draw works out that way. Um, Oliver, not to totally shoot down Juve, but just a quick point, man. They lost Chiellini to an ACL, and oh, yeah. like, out. he might he might never play. Like he might never play again, uh, let alone this like this season trying to come back. I think that's a huge loss for them, unfortunately, because. I also think deep down somewhere there's a lot of officials who would love to see a Juve Barca uh, <laughs> matchup, if not far oh, along, God. then like definitely in the final. So, you know, not to say there's any any magic behind some of these games, but you never know. Andy, just just to speak on Chiellini, I think that could be something that the team like uses as motivation, especially yeah. like after after you just mentioning like he may be done. Like this could like he he this would be the last time he'd be a part of a team where he actually. I mean, granted, he only played a couple, like maybe what one or two games, but they could win this for him, and I think that'd be pretty cool too. And then Buffon's back too, isn't he? Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. Like one of my favorites. So, like, I, I think there's a lot of motivation behind it, and that's why I said Juve. And it, for me, unfortunately, it sucks that day I have them losing to PSG. But yeah. like Andy said, <laughs> it's all based on the draw. Like all this, like literally PSG and Juve can meet in the first round right. of the knockout phase. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's where it gets it gets really dicey. Just luck of the you have to get some luck, obviously, to to advance. And like, you see a team like Juve, I feel like they're just built on those like, you know, defensive powerhouse, and then they you know they they sneak through those those one to nil victories. You know, I guess that's like more in the days of Andre Pirlo and when Juve had you know the, the Juve of five years ago, roughly. But but uh, it just seems like with Ronaldo there and like I don't know, they're going to be a factor. I think late in this tournament, so. Yeah. Even Mike, Mike, I'm curious. I don't know if you know, and it's fine if you don't. But um, do you know if the odds like shift drastically after the group stages? For sure. Oh yeah, because okay. after the group stage, they're gonna obviously once they redraw because you know the, the winner of each group they draw against uh, the, the runner up in another group. But that it changes completely after they do that draw, just because okay. of what you guys are talking about with the the uh, the matchup. You can get like a two top teams playing each other early on. Which mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. I think that happened last year. I think we had like a really early matchup between was that was that Barcelona PSG last year? I think like really early in the group in the uh, knockout stage. There's something like that. We're like two. It was, P- it was PSG Man United in the was round of sixteen. Okay. And the, and I'm trying to think. And I think in the, what in the quarterfinal was City and Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> hey, we we had to get one jab in at you, yeah. man. You've been you've been you've been rolling us around in the dirt the whole fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just like I, I'll be so I'll be pretty disappointed if City is not like you know if they don't, if, if they don't get it done this year, it's fine. But like while Pep's there, I really hope that uh, they get to witness that happen at least one time. But yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool caught Bar- uh, uh, Bayern Munich in the in the round of sixteen last year. It probably would be the the biggest yeah. matchup, I'd say. Um, yeah, I also for, I also forgot that Atletico and Juve played in the round of sixteen too. So interesting now that they're in the same group. That's oh, fun. More, more revenge factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are good angles. 
All right, guys. Well, yeah, that was fun. I mean, and then once once we get through the group stage, I'll, I'll try and bring you guys on to break down once, like what you were talking about, Andy, once those odds do shift and change um, entering the knockout rounds, I'll bring you guys up back on. We could, could touch base again on this and then look at it again. We could do new predictions at that point, maybe wipe the slate clean, forget what we said today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, dudes. Well, yeah, that was so much fun. Thanks. You guys got any closing thoughts at all? I mean, besides, we got to obviously – Everyone's got to follow the top class finish guys on on, uh, on Twitter. You guys are on Instagram too, right? I think. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yep. you guys are on there. And then, so give them a follow. Top class finish podcast. Uh, friend of the doggy juice pod. Friends of the doggy juice pod. And and uh, we'll definitely be bringing you guys on again soon. And whenever you guys need me, I'm there. Yeah. I just gotta say, uh, just check out the pod. Top class finish. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a listen. Give us a review. And just be on the lookout for more top class finish doggy juice combina- uh, combinations podcast because uh got a nice little thing going here with my man roselli it's a match made in heaven baby it is <laughs> all right yeah that was perfect Oliver. just uh thanks mike for having us on i appreciate it oh that was awesome thank you so much guys and uh let's hopefully cash some bets after hearing the insight from those guys all right dudes take care Peace. see ya All right. Thank you so much to Oliver and Andy for coming on the pod. Be sure to check them out along with Quincy and Nate over at the Top Class Finish podcast. That'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. I'll be back later in the week with a look at this weekend's college football and NFL cards. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice for best bets and betting information. We're coming off an incredible weekend going 14-2-2 on the time-stamped posted Doggy Juice best bets on Twitter. So be sure to stick around. We're seeing the ball well right now. All right, everyone, take care and good luck with your bets. Doggy Juice out.